Welcome to the Cutting Room Floor Podcast. Here we are. We are back again and uh, coming off a great Sunday together. We were in week two this weekend of our series called Seven. 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 All about the seven sayings of the cross. Uh, Last night, we had a great worship night as Mm -hmm. a church. Uh, I loved it. It was super, super fun. Uh, But excited to chat today. uh, If you missed it yesterday, we kind of talked about this next statement of Jesus on the cross, woman. Behold your son. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a fun one to preach, a bit of a challenge, because uh, the angle and kind of which I felt like God was leading that word was uh, a lot more relational, a lot more practical. But uh, hey, I enjoyed it. But excited to chat with you guys today. How are you doing? We all got our coffees. Yep. Uh, it's taken us like 10 different times to start <laughs> this podcast because we keep laughing. And uh, so I think we're going to have some fun today. I think it's going to uh, be fun. How are you guys doing? Yeah, doing good. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. I don't know. How are you doing, Hunter? Good. Yeah. yeah. Sun's out. Coffee? Yeah. Crappy. In Michigan, Actually, we're like, if the sun's yeah. out, even if it's zero degrees, I it's want a good us to day. know something because I feel like this keeps the podcast authentic. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> Hunter just said the sun's out and I'm drinking my coffee. She her drank coffee, coffee this morning. <laughs> but my iced coffee Her is coffee here. mug is empty. But her iced coffee's behind I her. I want you to know if you see Hunter today. Her coffee mug is empty, but uh, it's for the aesthetic. It's the yeah, aesthetic. So we're doing it for the aesthetic. Because the, the, the hey. first time, I was like doing this the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get <laughs> it. It's my anchor. I like it. I like it. Uh, so anyway, it's going to be anyways. fun. We're, we're going to have fun today. It is. Yeah. And it was a great word. It was a great message. Was Woman, fun. behold your son. Mm-hmm. And it was very all about gospel-centered relationships. Right. So we always start this way, or we're trying to always start this way. It's yeah. our podcast. How do you feel preparing that message? How do you feel preaching it? Uh, you know, after a message, you can feel any type of way. You can feel like, okay, yeah, that, oh, like I feel relieved or that mm-hmm. went well or uh, that didn't go well or I wish I would have said this, but I said this. Or So how did you feel when you're preparing and yeah, afterwards? Yeah. And- no, it was fun. It, uh, I think I left feeling like relieved that that, that word got, got out. Yeah. It was one of those sermons that for me, you know, I always enjoy. Like I'm, I like something that is inspirational or that made me lean more passionate. And mm-hmm. I really felt like the message that was there for this specific statement, woman, behold your son really was a relational message. It was a practical message. It was dealing with, you know, being a parent, being a child, yeah. dealing with friendship. And uh, a lot of that isn't always kind of the most passionate or exciting topics to talk about. We're not talking about, you know, miracles breaking forth or, you know, vision out ahead of you or, or things that maybe like, you know, evoke a lot of like motivation or inspiration. Uh, but I do think it's where our real life is lived. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as much as we do love to talk about the, the miracles in scripture, or we talk about, uh, you know, the calling of God in our life or walking in anointing or worship and prayer, those are all great topics. But the truth is that we live our life yeah. through relationships. Totally. And the reality, like the everyday living of the Christian life and really any life is done in relationships with mom and dad, as a parent, with your children, uh, with your friends, mm-hmm. with your spouse. And, uh, and so my hope is that it, you know, and that way encouraged all of us It encouraged me, mm-hmm. uh, as a parent, as a son, uh, you know, as a friend. Uh, so I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited though, because one of the things I didn't get to share yesterday, so this is called the cutting room floor, uh, because things that get left on the cutting room floor, we have a chance to talk about, yeah. to dig into, uh, to say la, to sit in the word of God. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was cool. And I thought we could start the conversation off in this space this morning. Yeah. Uh, obviously we looked at this statement of Jesus on the cross, woman, behold your son. And then he speaks to John, the apostle John on the cross. And he says to him, behold your mother. And he's kind of giving the care of his mother to John and uh, of his friend, John 
to his mother, making sure that when he leaves, he's, you know, he's dipping out, he's going back to heaven, uh, that those he loves, those that he's done life with are really taken care of. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you remember at the end of that in John 19, kind of right after that statement, the Bible says that from that hour, like from that moment, John was obedient to what Jesus said. And it says that he took Jesus's mother, Mary, into his home. Like he took ownership, responsibility of yep. the care of Mary. Well, here's what's cool. You ready for this? I cannot take credit for this. I heard this from someone else, but I thought Arthur this is so w. cool. Pink. Yeah, shout out <laughs> to my boy, bestie. Arthur W. Pink. Pink. What a last name. Yep. Um, anyway. Anyways. He said this. He, he, yeah. he mentioned this. I thought it's such a cool thing to highlight. Look at this in John 20. We're now a chapter later. We're at the resurrection. We talked mm-hmm. about, and this is important, I think, for us as we studied the cross. The cross always points to the empty tomb. Mm-hmm. If, we have a, if we have a Christianity or a theology mm-hmm. or a faith that only lives at the cross, that only is about the foot of the cross, right. or I think of that old song, lead me to the cross. It's great to Come be on. led to the cross. Lead us and worship. But the cross must always point us to the empty tomb. Because yeah. it's in the empty tomb that we have victory in Christ, mm-hmm. life, a new beginning. Uh, so we see that in John 20. Uh, it says this, that John and Peter, they ran uh, that morning. They, they heard the news from the women who were at the tomb that Jesus was no longer there. So John and Peter, they, they run there together. Actually, me and Harry, old buddy, old pal over here who's helping us record this, we went for a run the other day. 11 miles. 11 miles. Training for a marathon. Come on, somebody. Amazing. You're like, we'll be it talking about it a lot <laughs> we will. in the future. It was horrible. Yeah. Somebody asked me, well, what was the hardest part? Like maybe like mile nine and 10. I was like, I don't know, mile Every one. Mile. Every, Every mile. Every mile. Running is never fun. Um, but Peter and John are running together. They go to the tomb. Uh, they notice Jesus isn't there. They see, you know, the handkerchiefs and the linen cloths and all that laying there by itself. And I love what they did. Because after this, these are the leaders of the early church. These are Jesus's like right and left hand in ministry. Um, they, they do something to me that's interesting. They don't go and tell the crowds. They don't go and like rub it in the face of the Roman soldiers and like the Pharisees. Like, we freaking told you he's risen. Like, boom, roasted. Like, we got you. Uh, they, they don't do that. They don't go preach a sermon. Uh, they don't go back to, you know, Calvary, the, you know, Hill of Calvary and start having like a worship night and like, God, you're so all, good. volume three. Like, just yeah. gonna cry. No, here's what they do. Listen to this. This is verse 10. After this moment, then the disciples went away again, where? To their own homes. I think that's pretty cool. Here's why. Previously in John 19, after Jesus gave Mary to John, John to Mary, where do they go? Well, John took Mary home, took care of her. Mm -hmm. Now on the morning of the resurrection, the first thing that John thinks to do is to go back home where Mary, Jesus's mother was, and to tell her the good news that Jesus has risen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just love that because so I think good. it affirms what I think the word of God teaches us across the board. God values mm-hmm. relationships. Yeah, He cares about our relationships. Yep. He cares about how we are as friends, how we are in our marriages, but even how we are with our parents and as mm-hmm. parents, how we are with our kids. Yep. Like it matters to him. And this yeah, is kind of this nuanced story. It's it's like, it's right there, but it's not right there. It's hard mm-hmm. to see, yep. but it's right there. Yeah. Yep. 
John and Mary, Jesus, John, Mary, this, this little trio mm-hmm. taking care of each other. Yeah. So for me, it really encouraged me and, uh, and I think really affirms what my hope was for our church family, for our community, mm-hmm. that we would value our relationships, the ones we have with mom and dad, the ones mm-hmm. we have with our children, the ones we have with our friends, yeah. uh, maybe more than we used to, yeah. maybe be reminded of how important that is. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, and of course, topics like this, man, they're, they're so layered with yeah. emotion and depth because no two families are the same. Yeah. Uh, no father, mother, child relationship is the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, often it's in a conversation like this that this really the most pain we may experience in life yeah. is often in our relationships mm-hmm. with mom and dad, with our children, with friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it can be a hard conversation, but yeah, I think yeah. it's such an important one. So totally. that really encouraged yeah. me was yeah. kind of a little bit of, of the direction and uh, yeah. excited to talk about that more today. Mm-hmm. For sure. And so often we can think about when it comes to our relationships or our families or our friends that like those aren't spiritual. Yeah. Right. right. We're like, okay, sp- spiritual is like reading my Bible and yeah. praying and going to church yeah. and going to the Wasted All Worship Night yeah, and yeah. preaching. You're like, that's all spiritual. Yeah. Being, you know, talking, sharing the gospel. Yeah, yeah. But really, I think that God really, like you said, cares about our relationships yeah. and and how we relate with one another, how we love one another, how we forgive one another, mm-hmm. how we do life together, live in community, that that is actually really deeply spiritual yeah. Yeah. and can be outworked in a way that honors God. Yeah. So I thought it was a great message. Yeah. I yeah. know you felt like it wasn't the most exciting message to preach. Yeah. But I think it was a practical message that yeah. really helped encourage people yeah. Yeah. with their everyday life because all of us, you know, whether our relationships are great or whether mm-hmm. they're hard, that is one thing all of us have in common. Totally. Yeah. We all have family. Right. Yeah. We all hopefully have at least a few friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and yeah. so I think we all have to navigate what it looks like to do relationships yeah. well. Yeah. 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 Now, well, let, let, let me start here then kind of on that because I'm curious for you guys. And I think this is a space I've found myself Um especially maybe as a guy. So Mm -hmm. maybe you guys can give a different perspective as well. But uh, I want to talk about friendships Mm -hmm. because I think one of, and I said this yesterday, but I found it to be true in my life. One of the hardest things to do as I've gotten older, uh, as our life's gotten busier, uh, I like how someone says this, that my life doesn't get busy. It just gets full. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think that's probably true. A better perspective. I'm not just always the guy I'm too busy, but like, Mm -hmm. I just got a full life. Like I work a job. That's important. You know, there's a lot of responsibility. There's people to lead. There's kids now that are in, in our life that we're raising. There's a marriage to keep healthy, yeah. strong. Uh, there's a lot going on. And, uh, and one of the things that so quickly for me falls to the wayside is mm-hmm. my friendships. Yeah. Uh, but I'm amazed at Jesus because there was nobody who walked the earth with more responsibility on his shoulders. Right. Yeah. Nobody who probably could have been more busy. Right. Uh, sometimes I wear that as a badge of honor, how busy I am. Mm-hmm. Nobody that could have been more busy than Jesus. Like mm-hmm. everybody wanted his attention. Everybody, Everybody needed yeah. something from mm-hmm. him. Um, and yet he found time for friends. Yeah. In fact, kind of his life revolved around not only those he was mentoring and discipling, mm-hmm. but also his friends, people yeah. he did life with. And I'm curious for you in the season of life that you're in, I know for both of you guys, we can have this little chat mm-hmm. uh, in different seasons, but how have you and how do you prioritize friendships? Mm-hmm. How do you find space to invest in friendships? Because I said it yesterday, uh, but two, the Bible says two are better than one. Yeah. Because if you fall, yeah. uh, if you have someone there, they can help you back up. But it, beware, it said, if you're alone, because when you fall, no one will be there to help you up. So mm-hmm. what is it like for you to have someone in your life, a friend or friends in your life in mm-hmm. this season yep. where you're at? Yeah. yeah. Hunter, you can go first. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, I think it's like to your point yesterday, Pastor Eric, when you mentioned that the Bible, I think it's in Proverbs, says that to be to have friends, you need to show yourself friendly. Yeah, yep. So yep. I think I have just noticed as I've gotten older, and I think being an athlete growing up and just going through college, yep. a lot of your friendships kind of are just granted to you. You yeah, know, they're your right. classmates. Who you're around. Yeah, yeah, they're your teammates. Mm-hmm. Proximity. And then, yes. Yeah. And then there comes a moment where, and it's really quite a gift because you kind of get to choose who you want to spend time with, yep. but it's an investment. And it's a journey. Like, it's something that you have to walk out. It doesn't just happen. Like, you need to give the ministry of your presence to people. And that looks like a lot of different things. But um, I think you'll come to learn that it's so important because it's so important to be seen. Mm -hmm. And I think we can dismiss it with our family or with our friends or and not consider those relationships holy because we think, well, God sees me or I'm seen on Sundays when I go to church. Mm -hmm. But I think the people in your household, I think your friends that you have, that there's something really there that you need to be seen, like all of you and all of the icky parts of you in your life. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. in every season. I think my we're recently married, my husband and I, and we're navigating it with like, we just need to be seen like in our four months, our five months, our six months as we're having conversations and what's the norm and uh, just wisdom and just joy too, like just making memories with people and um yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at. But it's been it's been tough. But um, I don't think I like I literally can't fathom if I wasn't a part of a local church. Mm. Yeah. I don't know where I would have found mm. friends that's so yeah. true. in a healthy local church that's invested into community. Yeah. Um, so I don't have any like practical handles or anything. But I'm just I'm right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's great. You know, no, I think good. we're all kind of figuring it out, and it's nice to just have conversations where you can recognize like, oh, everyone else is also figuring it out. Yeah, yeah. Too. Um, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. No, that's no, really good. super good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think friendship for me is something I've really, I've out, I've always really valued. Yep. Um, my mom is such a good friend. Yeah, I yeah. have seen her be a steady friend for all of her friends yep. throughout, I mean, honestly, decades. Mm. Uh, my mom's had a lot of friends who have gone through different life situations, who have gone through divorces, who've gotten remarried, who've, you know, lost a child who like, like she's really been a steady voice of wisdom mm-hmm. and just being there for her friends. And, you know, she, I'll, my mom and I are really close. So I'll, Hey, what are you doing today? Oh, I'm going out with so-and-so or, yep. Hey, I'm catching up with my friend. So-and-so I haven't seen her in a while, yeah. but like her friends always come back to her because my mom's yeah. just a steady friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She yeah. is such a good friend and she modeled that yeah. for me and my mom and dad, like all growing up, they were just great hosts. So I remember growing up, like Every night on the weekend, we'd have people over. My my parents' friends would come over yep. all the time, and or they'd go there, and like they just my house is always filled with my parents and their friends, yeah. and their friends became some of my you know closest aunts and uncles, yeah, even right. sometimes closer yeah. than my real aunts and uncles because yep. they lived farther away. So yeah. I felt like I was modeled really well. Yeah, that's no, cool. The importance of friendship and community. Yeah. Um, so for me, friendships are a big deal, and I like. If I find a friend, like, and I'm in it, like, I'm in it. Mm. And I think that that can be so good, but also it can be so bad because I think that that, that can also bring a lot of pain. Yeah. Like, yeah. if yeah. things pivot or mm-hmm. if, um, you know, expectations aren't met, like, yep. mm-hmm. I'm just, like, so invested usually. Yeah. And so I feel like I can often, like, in that space, I feel like I've got great friendships. Yeah. But if something, you know, maybe goes, it just doesn't work out, I feel like I can get really hurt in that situation because yeah. mm-hmm. I just, my, I value them so much. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I would say, Eric, you're a three on the Enneagram, so yep. you're accomplishment-driven. You're like, you want to do things, you want to yeah. accomplish things. Let's change the world. Um, I'm a two-slash-four, so I'm relationship-driven. <laughs> like, I feel, 
I feel good in life when yeah. my relationships are good. Yeah, yeah. But if my relationships are not good, mm-hmm. I can't. I can't function. Like, yeah, yeah. and like, if I feel like I, if I feel like my friendships aren't like solid and deep and mm-hmm. like settled, yeah. then I feel really unsettled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no matter how much I'm accomplishing yeah. at work. Yeah. No matter yeah. how much I'm doing it. If my mom and my sister and I aren't, we're good. I can't. I can't yeah. like keep yeah. moving forward. So. So relationships are really important to me. Yeah. And I think that they're a gift. And I think that you can give the gift of friendship to mm. people. Yeah. And I think that, like, I probably have seven people in my life who I am really close mm. with. Mm. And people I'm texting if something's going on. It's like, well, hey, Let's just talk about that for a second. I, like, am shocked at how many text threads you are in on a daily basis. Yeah, I'm texting everybody, everybody. all the time. We yeah. have, guys, I'm in so many groups. I, I apologize to all my friends in these groups because I barely ever respond to these group texts. But you are keeping up with checking on in our calendar. I just want to highlight, you're an amazing friend. Yeah. If Thank you need you. a friend, find yeah. someone like Lex because she's an amazing friend. Yeah. In our calendar that we share we have our friend, like when one of our friends, is, their child had a surgery. That was in our calendar four months in advance. All of our friends' birthdays, their in marriage anniversaries, they're in, their kids' birthdays, their important moments. Alexa puts them in our calendar. And I'm like, my <laughs> calendar's do, busy Paul. enough. Like, I do. But you just, you do it to remind yourself so yeah. that those days you text them yeah. and you recognize them. I think that's yeah. brilliant. And anyway, yeah. keep going. I want to interrupt you, but yeah. I think you're a great friend. Thank mm-hmm. you. And I think the the benefits of being a good friend is that you often find good friends in return. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so, sure. right, you only want to, like, you can't always be the one investing. That's mm-hmm. not healthy. But when you are investing and it's met with a, another investment, you know, it's two ways, it yeah. can be such a blessing into yeah. your life. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I have some great friends. And I think that, like, I think that it's really helped me, especially with becoming a mom. We had our first kid three years ago. I needed friends. Yeah, yeah. I needed people to come around me and encourage me and lift my head and yep. and say, "Hey, you're doing a great job." And hey, I'm five years down the road from you, but like, let me let me just walk with you. Like, I needed it so badly. Yep. I think my relationships became even even deeper. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I think friendships are God's greatest gift to yeah. us. Yeah. And cool. I think when you don't have them, you feel that mm-hmm. you feel you feel um you feel a wanting yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. a longing to yeah. be known and and maybe you don't maybe maybe that's just me or maybe that's yeah. more that's females i don't know yeah. but i do think it's everybody yeah. no totally yeah. and um yeah i don't know i think i think that even in this stage of life we're like you know we're all getting older and mm-hmm. friendships are harder to come by and making new friends is hard mm-hmm. i think if you don't try right. you're yeah. just missing out on yeah, so much yeah. and not only that but i think your kids will miss out yeah, yeah right because if all they see is their parents just yeah. doing life alone yeah you sure. know i'm just i'm alone i'm doing mm-hmm. my own life i'm doing my own thing i think they mm-hmm. miss out i'm yeah. growing up in community and knowing other people and having yeah. you know other aunts and uncles so so you you know so they think that yeah. that love yeah. them and mm-hmm. care for them so but sometimes it's not easy like i do yeah. think I, I have one friend who i'm i love so much and we've been through a lot of life together yeah. and um i'll tell her i'm mentioning this on the podcast i won't share her name but we've been through a lot of life together like have known each other almost all our life went yeah. to elementary school together and um, after we moved home from Australia, we were like, hey, we got to work a little bit at this thing because yeah. we value it and we yeah. and it's yeah. precious, but we got to work at it. Yeah. And so we decided um, to put once a month hmm. a date night for me and my friends mm-hmm. in our calendar. Yeah. Not with our husbands. Yeah. Not with our kids. Yeah. yeah. Because otherwise you can't talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. the husbands are watching the kids. <laughs> A.K.A. the husbands are watching the yeah, kids. Yeah. And it's been so good for us. It's no, been it's so awesome. helpful. Yeah. We go out mm-hmm. after the kids are down. So it's a late night yeah, yep. dinner. I mean, late night coffee, mm-hmm. de- decaf coffee and yeah. 
whatever. And we just are able to talk. Yeah. And I yeah. think it's just been really helpful. So I don't think relationships are easy. I don't think yeah. they're easy yeah. at all. I also don't think they're too complicated. If they're always yeah, tension, right. if it's always hard, I don't think that's a healthy friendship. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think friendships are supposed to be a blessing, not yeah. a burden. So yeah. I, I, I don't think they should be too complicated. Yeah. But I think when we do it Jesus's way, I think they're a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so cool. I think what I'm hearing is a couple of things. Like obviously friendships in any season of life, whether you're young, you're, you're old, however you categorize yourself, uh, they take intentionality. Yeah. yeah. Like you don't have friends, and you said that verse. Like mm-hmm. those who have friends are friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what does that mean? It means I don't wait for everyone else to text me and invite me. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. always have a perspective that, hey, I'm an outsider and nobody ever invites me. I just choose mm-hmm. to invite others. Like yeah. I'm going to reach out. I'm going to initiate. I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to put myself out there. And mm-hmm. I think that's, that's vital. I think what I heard is they take work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's such a good word and such a good lesson. Like you put in your calendar. Yeah. Mm-hmm date nights with your friends yeah like you set time and and, and you have some hard conversations i think Mm -hmm. that's the one thing for friendships to sustain you've got to be willing to not always just be laughing together yeah i hope that's the majority of time Mm -hmm. together with friends is it's fun it's meaningful it's humorous but sometimes you gotta have some real conversations and I think that that's a, that's a great lesson that takes intentionality. It takes work. Yeah. It takes being uncomfortable. And yeah. I think you said this too. I think friendships, they've got to be easy. They've got to be easy. Like I think, and I've seen that a little bit with people and, you know, not only friends for me, but even, mm-hmm. you know, for you a little bit and others in, in, in my world. When sometimes friendships get so complicated, yeah. so much work, it's like, hey, like, I think you might need to just take a break for a little bit mm-hmm. or maybe yeah. just take a step back and, uh, and, and give your friends some room. Like, yeah. you know, I mentioned, you mentioned that yesterday that because- Remember, John abandoned Jesus. Mm-hmm. The Bible says all the disciples forsook and fled him uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane. Mm-hmm. But then John came back. Yeah. And Jesus didn't shame him, yeah. shun him. Yeah. He didn't need to have a sit-down conversation and let Let's us, talk like, about this we again. want to do the real. I just like talking about the real yeah. stuff. Like, hey, no, yeah. Jesus didn't do that. He just no. said, hey, buddy, I love you. He embraced you. him. All yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. as friends, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to say things we don't mean. We're going to yeah. forget to respond. Totally. We're going to miss a birthday. Yeah. And if we're always trying to, like, hold our friends to yeah. some perfection mm-hmm. category or we're trying to control the yeah. relationship. Yeah. Uh, again, this is a great marriage conversation too, but mm-hmm. you know, the second you start trying to control the friendship, yeah. it's become way too much work. You yeah. gotta let it go because yeah. it should yeah. be fun. Totally. Yeah. It should be sharpening you, making yeah. you feel better, making life better yeah. rather than more difficult. Totally. And I think if you want friends for the long haul, like mm-hmm. if you want to do, do friendship with somebody decade over decade, mm-hmm. I think you have to forgive. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're going to let your friends down. The They're going to yeah. let you down. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you have to be able to just forgive and great. say, Hey, yeah. it's all good. Like right. I'm not, I'm not a needy friend. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not a needy friend. I don't need something from you. Yeah. I'm actually good. I've got Jesus. Like, yeah. he fulfills me. I've yeah. got a great marriage. My kids are doing well. I'm here because I want to pour into yeah. you. You want to pour into me. I want to. I want us to make each other better. Yeah. yeah. But I don't need you. Yep. yep. Um, I want you. Yep. And yeah. I think that's the best thing about friendships. Yeah. I want you. I want to spend time with you. Yeah. Yeah. I want to catch up. I yeah. want to get to know you more yeah. because yeah. you bring joy to my life. Yeah. So, I think you got to forgive. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let me, let me pivot this. So, yeah, you guys talk about friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, my friends, again, I've had a few friends for a long, long time. And uh, whether or not they think I'm a good friend, I have no idea. But I definitely don't <laughs> have like their birthdays in my calendar. Uh, but I love them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, I don't think maybe my personality is a little different, um, yeah. you know, in kind of my nature. But you know who, what I, who I is my best friend and is the most important person in my world. And sometimes we forget, like, friendship category for me, uh, I'm looking at her. She's wearing pink. <laughs> And she's wearing jeans. Yeah. And yesterday, she literally dressed like a proper cowgirl in great. Montana. I thought it was cute. A cowgirl or a rancher. A rancher is a bit more 
For well, those who didn't see, you can look on social media. Alexa wore an all jean outfit, which is with trendy like, right now. Big yeah. old cowboy the boots looking did tip boots. It off yeah. to be more rancher. Put a cowgirl hat on, <laughs> and we are if- riding horseback. <laughs> In Montana. That's a look right now, though. That's trendy. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know enough about style. You dress me. You don't know anything. Uh, really I don't know anything style. about style. You yeah. pick out my clothes. So, yeah. hey, you looked great. But let's talk about friendship and marriage. Yeah. Because I think for us, if we can, uh, if there's anything, me and you, I think, again, maybe it sounds a little bit like braggadocious, and I don't intend it to be that. But if there's any strength, I think we figured out. Mm-hmm. It's in our friendship. Yeah, like we right. started this whole thing that me and you have Just in high friends, school. Yeah. We didn't start as like lovers. No. We didn't start like it's not a romantic story. We no. started because we thought each other were hilarious. We were just best <laughs> we friends. We loved we're to so be weird. together. Yeah. We were weird and yeah. like it was oh she was cool when I was weird and I was cool when she was weird. Like yeah. mm-hmm. we didn't start super emotional. Like no, it wasn't yeah. like let's have like all these deep like God conversations. It's like <laughs> we don't even know we talked about God for a while. Like we, we did. just had fun. Yeah, we just and we but I think what we it. figured out is, in, you know, again, now 16 years of knowing each other, uh, dated for seven. We've been married for seven, seven, eight, almost this eight. Yeah. Uh, so we've done a lot of life together yeah, more. Yeah. We've known each other longer than we've been alive. You know, total whatever that phrase is. Yeah, <laughs> whatever it is. Here's what I'm trying to get. <laughs> it's been at. a long time. Yeah. <laughs> for me, I made a decision a long time ago that I did have a best friend and I love the boys in my life and I love the guys that I get to hang out with. But my best friend is wearing pink over there. Yeah. And, uh, and you're my best friend. Like, yeah, and you're we my best friend. We're friends. Yes. And so when I need something, when I need someone to have my back, when yeah. I need to talk mm-hmm. through something, I don't always have to seek other sources. Yeah. I got my source. Yep. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Um, so here's a question for you. Like, how do we navigate and how have we navigated friendship and marriage? Yeah. And, uh, and can we encourage some people? Just I think that's so important in marriage that mm-hmm. there's a lot of life, especially for us. We've gotten busier. We talk about it a lot. We work together raise kids together do life together mm-hmm. uh but man it's our friendship that's the most important thing yeah. that we have it's what binds us yeah. i think it's what gives us the ability to do what the season we're, we're in yeah. right now like how do we navigate what are your thoughts to that yeah. on our friendship do you think we're friends you're my best friend really yeah baby you're my best friend i love you um Let's i think go. we do do friendship really well yeah. i think that we our basis of marriage was friendship yep. so everything else is fantastic but like our basis of marriage is friendship but i think when it comes to marriage like we we love being together. Yeah. So if we're gonna go on a vacation, we're not going with anybody else. Nope. I don't want to invite friends. Mm-mm. I have all, I have the one friend I need yeah. right here. Yeah. I just want to spend time with you. Yeah. Um. If we're gonna go on a date night, it's not a double date night. No. It's like this is the double. No like, offense, just anybody who's asked us, <laughs> yeah, but our like, answer's always like, oh, maybe someday. Just, like, but yeah. we just like love to be together. Yeah. And so I think that that's really helped us. And I think that, but I also think that's something we fought for. Yeah. Like, even after kids, it's like, hey, we're gonna spend time together yeah. and we're gonna have date nights and we're not. Well, it helps that I'm so. Funny. It helps that you're hilarious because it, yeah. you just keep coming back for good laughs. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so my good looks. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, he's yeah. so humble, yeah. so funny. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. handsome. Han- well, that's true. You are handsome. Yeah, and a pure athlete. It's pure the athlete. it's the athletic nature in which yeah. I live that I think mm-hmm. also has helped our Absolutely. friendship. If I can just yeah. mention that comment. somehow it has. Um, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. I think it's really important. I think mm-hmm. for marriages, like maybe a good question to ask yourself is. Hey, do we like being together? Yeah. Like just together. Like if, like just, just the two of us, no yeah. kids around, yeah. no activities to do. Like, yeah. hey, do I still really enjoy being with my spouse? Yeah. Yeah. And if I don't, that's probably a sign that you should be together more yeah. and kind of yeah. work on it because when yeah. your kids grow so up and go out, do? move tell out of the house, like, tell me that what do you do you if you feel that way? I think you should have some fun. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I like, I don't think it needs to be so serious. Why don't you go 
do something, plan a weekend away, yeah. Yeah. go do something that you guys would enjoy. Like, like when you're stressed or when you're raising little kids or when you've got a lot going on, whoopsies, at work, the last thing you want to do is just like have fun with your spouse. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't come natural. Like yeah. fun. If you're stressed, you if, if you're you want to yeah. sleep. If you're in a, fe- yeah. a season of feeling overwhelmed or yeah. busy or full, yeah, it's yeah. like I'm not busy. I'm full. I'm also just busy. Like no, my, I am just busy. But I, I get you're it. Like stop trying to frame with language. Um, I'm just I'm just busy. busy okay, yeah. and like all I want to do when we get home is after the kids are in bed, like yeah. sit in silence and yeah. just like. Alone, I want to sit yeah, alone in yeah, silence yeah. and like take yeah. a deep breath. Let's talk about it, but yeah. that's not fun. Yeah, and that's not making memories, that's right. and that's not the marriage that we want to yeah. have. We yeah. want to have a marriage where we're laughing and we're yeah. fun and we're doing things together. Yep. We're having good conversations. Yep. We're talking about the realities of life. We're talking yep. about our dreams. Yep. We're going yep. after things. Yep. So I think you just have to be intentional, and yeah. I think mm-hmm. I think you have to like really evaluate how's my marriage doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. like no, really, like how how's my marriage doing? Yeah. And where is it at? Yeah. And am I happy with that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if there's been seasons where we haven't been happy with that, mm-hmm. hey, we're not we're not doing so well right yep. now. Like, let's talk about that. Let's let's figure out what are you needing that I'm not giving mm-hmm. you. What am I needing that you're not giving me? Yeah. And yeah. how can we love? How can I love you best in this season? Yeah. We've asked yeah. each other that. Hey, yeah. babe, how can I love you better right now? Mm-hmm. How can I support you? But you've got a lot on your plate. Mm. What can I do to help lift the load? Mm. Yeah. And what can I do to bring some fun to yeah. our marriage? Yeah. So I think it it's just being. You know, I think being honest yeah. about where you're at, yeah. and the only way to move forward is to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, I think the reality about marriage, family life, all the things is that who you are at home is who you are. Yeah, like who you are at home is who you it's really great. are. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes we can give our best effort to being somebody, you know, to mm-hmm. coworkers or putting our best foot forward to our bosses or to yeah. our friends or to our community or to our church. Yep. Mm-hmm. But the the truth is, when it's it comes great. to mm-hmm. gospel centered centered relationships, when yeah. it comes to the cross, bring it back there. When it comes to following Jesus, yeah. who you are at home is who you is are. who you are. Yeah. So good. So you might be able to be one thing to somebody else here. Yeah. But who you are at home to your kids yep. is who you are. Yep. Yeah. Who you are at home to your spouse yep. is who you are. Right. If you can't be a forgiving and loving spouse at home, then like it doesn't matter what anybody else yep. thinks. Right. Yep. If your kids don't think, oh, my mom and dad love me and they love spending time with me and they're not yep. just on their phone, it doesn't matter what anybody else yep. thinks yep. because yeah. who you are at home is who you are. Yeah. So I think when it comes to your marriages, like if you're not giving your best there, mm-hmm. your whole life will feel it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. Sometimes there's moments where you can't give your best there, but yeah. in the long in the long haul of life, yeah. yeah, I want Eric to get my best, yeah, yeah, and I want my kids to get my best, yep. Yeah. Yep. And um, I think that's what God wants for our yeah. families yeah. too. Yeah, yeah so good. I love great. it. I love it. All right. Well, let's yeah. let's finish here then, because uh, I think I think that brings up an important point. Like we're talking about the home life, mm-hmm. and I think bring it back to this comment yesterday, like the cutting room floor of this message. Woman, behold your son. Son, yeah. behold your mother. And uh, obviously, I think one of the major things Jesus is referring to and and teaching us in this space Mm -hmm. is the importance of navigating the relationship we have with our parents. Um, I love, I think it's shocking. I think there's a lot we can pull apart about it. That of the seven things Jesus addresses on the cross, again, the crux of humanity all over the Bible has led us to this moment, the Messiah being crucified suffering, the blood being shed so that there could be redemption and forgiveness for all of mankind. Mm -hmm. He says seven statements and he dedicates one of them to caring for his mother. And in really what I didn't get to yesterday, the cutting room floor of this is why, well, in this day and age in first century Rome, to be a widowed woman 
was a very weak position to be in society. It would have been dangerous for Mary. It um, she would have been vulnerable. She would have been unsafe. Scholars think that at some point in the life of Christ, that Joseph, Jesus' father on earth, you know, his, his earthly dad passed away. He died. We don't have a record of it, but he kind of disappears from the scripture and, mm-hmm. and they think he died. So Mary's widowed. Uh, she has no one else to care for her now that Jesus is gone. And so Jesus, with his last words, again, there's a lot he could have done and said, but he chooses to recognize yeah, so beautiful. the position of his mom yeah. and to take care of her. Yeah. And uh, man, I don't think enough can be said. And I know this is like sometimes cheesy. Maybe it's, it's churchy. Um, but the scripture teaches us, honor your father and mother. Mm-hmm. And it says, this is the only, this is the first commandment with a promise mm-hmm. that when you do that, life will go well for you and you'll live long. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think it's a great reminder for us. It's a great challenge. And I'm so grateful because I really respect my parents. Like they are heroes in my life. Yeah. They have mentored me, loved me, raised me, cared for me. So when it comes to mm-hmm. honoring them in a lot of ways, it's, it's easy I know for a lot of us, for a lot of people, that's not always the case because mm-hmm. mom and dad sometimes for us is a real challenge. But the, the scripture doesn't give any caveats. It's the same for all of us. And uh, to learn just this great, this great gift of honoring our parents. So I kind of want to wrap up just having that conversation. Like, yeah. h- how, did, how did that strike you? As we mm-hmm. talked about that yesterday, as we looked at uh, the beauty of Jesus, I, I loved the, uh, the little quote I read, I think, during the first service. Just, you know, about all the wonderful things, Jesus, how he lived, how it carried him through into his relationships. Yeah. And so how did that strike you guys as you heard those words and, yeah. and uh, what were your takeaways? Yeah, I yeah. thought those words were beautiful. I think it it just like makes you in awe of Jesus, mm. too, when you think about that moment and like the just his heart to care for his mom. On, like on the cross, that, mm. that was on his mind, making sure that she was taken care of. So I love that yeah. just about him. But I think it... Um, I think it's challenging in our individualized Western world um, of how we live. I think that taking care of your family in other countries, like taking care of your aging parents, that's really normal. That's like expected. I think America is, um, it's not expected. It's very individualized, individual focus. So I just think that, you know, I think that everybody has a different experience with their family, with their Mm -hmm. parents. I have great parents as well. I love my parents. Um, but I think that every parent is imperfect. Mm-hmm. All, all of our parents that we're honoring are imperfect, mm-hmm. um, but they're they're wonderful. Yeah. And so I think when it comes to on, honor, like you can honor and still be honest. Yeah, yeah. Honor yep. and honesty aren't—they're not enemies. Yeah, great. So if you have an experience where word. it is hard to honor your parents, mm-hmm. it's okay to be honest. Yeah, honest about, about your the pain. experience. Yeah, and honest about the pain and yeah. honest about the reality and yeah. honest with God. Like your Father, God in heaven, can handle yes. your honesty. Yes. yes, but He also does require of you honor. Yeah. yeah, and sometimes that simply looks like saying, "Hey, my parents did the best that they could with yeah. what they yeah. knew. Yeah. Great, yeah. and I'm going to let them off the hook for." Yeah. Their yeah. imperfections, mm. yeah. and I'm going to love and honor and esteem them in their role in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there's Great. boundaries sometimes if it's unhealthy. Like, of course, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. But I also think sometimes love covers a multitude of sin. It does, yeah. It's in Proverbs. Love covers a multitude of sin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the love of God has been shed abroad in my heart mm-hmm. so much that when it comes to the imperfections or things I wish I would have gotten or you wish you would have gotten mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be with your parents, yeah. mm-hmm. I love can cover that yeah. Yeah. if you'll let it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean that there can't be real pain there, mm-hmm. real unforgiveness or whatever. I know everybody has different stories, mm-hmm. but 
I do think that honor and honesty can go hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. I think honor should win, though. Yeah. yeah. Right? I think, you know, well, I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. Yeah, well, yeah. let's be honest, but let's still have a posture of yeah. honor in our heart. Yeah. So. I don't know. I think Jesus models that for us. I think mm-hmm. that I think that caring for your yeah. parents is is living with such integrity yeah. and such like your parents have raised you their whole life. Yeah. It, you know, at least mine have, yours yeah. have, and and what an honor it would be yeah. for me to take care of my parents yeah. into their old age when that season's come. My parents are taking care of their aging parents. Mm-hmm. Both my mom and my dad are taking care of yeah. their parents, and um, I have two special needs nephews that my sister and her husband are taking care of, yeah. along with our whole family, and yep. we'll probably lean into that for you know the majority of their life. And so, so yeah, I think caring for people is very Christ-like. Yeah, yeah. I think that when Jesus, like, I think if you're in that season, if you're in that space, or if your parents are in that space. And they're giving of themselves. They're pouring out of themselves to caring for somebody else. Mm -hmm. I think that that is one of the most Christ-like things that that they can do. And I think that if that's you, I hope that you just feel from yesterday's message like a well done. Yeah. yeah. My good and faithful servant. Like I'm so pleased with you. And um, I have grace for you. Yeah. Yeah. He has grace for grace for people who are in that season. I I think that's so good. I'm reminded of the definition of honor. Like, what is that? And I think I heard somebody say this very simple definition. It's just placing value. Yeah. Placing value on someone or something. And again, all of us have different relationships with mom and dad. But I think what we can do is find a way to place place value value. on on the role that they did play, what they did do. I love what you said that my parents did the best with what they knew. Mm. And uh, I mean, I think what a great perspective of love. Mm-hmm. I think a great thing for all of us to do, and if you're listening today, I'd love for our church community to do this this week, to lean into this, is for all of us to find a way this week to maybe send our parents a text, give them a phone call. Uh, man, I don't know if your parents are in their late 80s, 90s, or maybe your parents are still very young, you're a teenager listening to this, mm-hmm. do something this week to let, let's outwork that. Let's find a way to honor our father and mother. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just a simple text. Maybe it's a card we can write. Them. Maybe it's a, a gift we can give them. Uh, maybe it's, it's just prayer for them. Maybe if your parents are in heaven, uh, man, you can just pray and thank God for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it'd be a great thing for us to actually put that into practice because I think what we honor, what we place value on, uh, its value grows to us. And you know what else I think? I think we sow seeds. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think do. what we invest honor, into yeah. our families, mm-hmm. uh, who we honor. You know what I've found in life? All that has a way of coming back to us. Yeah. The world calls that karma. I think I call that <laughs> sowing seeds. Yeah. Yeah. That's just sowing. You, you yeah. reap what you sow. Yeah. And as we sow honor into mm-hmm. our families, into our moms and dads, uh, my hope is, my belief is mm-hmm. that our children will kind of, you know, sow those seeds into us that will reap what we sow. Yeah, yeah. And so I just want to encourage us today, and we'll kind of wrap up right here. I think it's a great stopping point because for all of us, we can think about our mom and dad mm-hmm. and uh, we can think about the good they've done. Uh, I know for some of us, maybe the challenge, but my prayer is today that the love of Jesus, man, it would just saturate your heart for yeah. them and that we can make a decision this week mm-hmm. to honor our father and mother. Woman, behold your mother. <laughs> son. Woman, behold your son. Thank Not you. woman, behold your mother. <laughs> or woman, behold your mother if you're a daughter and right. you're beholding your mother. <laughs> <laughs> woman, what? behold your son uh, and son. Behold, behold your mother. Your mother. Listen, church, God values relationships. Yeah. Every friendship you have, the relationship you have with your parents, the relationship you have with your children. This your week, marriage. Your marriage. Let's be a church. Let's be a people. Yeah 
that value our relationships the same way, Mm -hmm. that love our friends, love our families, love our kids. I believe as we do, we'll follow in the footsteps of Jesus. And and my prayer is we have a great week as we do that. So we love you guys. Thanks for listening today. Can't wait to see you again on the Cutting Room Floor podcast. God bless.